Welcome to the Thrive with Omu podcast, where each week I'll chat with an amazing entrepreneur on their growth journey. They'll be sharing this with us to help and encourage us to take that bold step. Hello everyone, it's me again, it's yet another week and I have with me this amazing um, lady, very strong lady, tenacious and I mean technology wanted to take its toll on us but we refused. Um, Janine, I'm so glad we could finally get this recorded, how are you doing? I am fabulous and I'm so glad it worked out and it's meant for us to be in this space with one another. So thank you for asking and how are you? Very well, thank you. So I'm all excited and, you know, I really can't wait to hear this story. I usually don't know the story before we start. So I'm really excited and I'm looking forward to hearing this um journey of um, strength and tenacity and resilience so first of all introduce yourself to us who is Janine yes thanks for asking as you said my name is Janine Gates I when I think of myself and who I am it's very important that I think of where I came from because that was those moments were very pivotal in me being who I am today And I was raised with so many hardships in my biological family. And I think of the generational curses we endured where education, finances, housing security, uh, food were struggles for us. And as a result, I ended up in foster care system, which is a um, system where you get taken away from your family and maybe you go with other family members, but sometimes it's strangers. And each time I had to move, it was with a stranger just about. And what was one of the most pivotal moments in my life was when I got a criminal record and I was in college, attending one of the most prestigious colleges for uh, black women in the U S and my biological mother threw me under the bus. And I was so shocked that I was charged because I was really innocent. And anyone that looks at this case would know that because when the investigator contacted me, asked for my bank statements, emails, I printed everything and freely gave it because I didn't have anything to hide. However, my biological mother threw me under the bus and I was charged for a crime. And while that was so wretched and it was a really hard time in my life, I learned that I had to figure out who I was and what I wanted out of life. I could no longer be a people pleaser. I could no longer just go with the flow, try to fit in and not know how much I am worth. And as a result, I had to go on a self discovery journey and find Janine and find what Janine loves and her hobbies and who she wanted to be. And I and thankful for the aftermath because I'm so clear on who I am. And I know that I get to bring all of me to every room I enter and I own the room. No one can tell me who I am. And I started a business based on that because I see so many other women struggle with showing up and being their most authentic selves. And when you look at society, there are messages all around us telling us how we should act, how we should dress, where we should be and where we shouldn't be. And- all these messages about who you are and who you are not. And I'm just like, uh-uh, you define 
your life, your life, your roles. How do you want to live it? Absolutely. I mean, there's so many questions. I was almost tearing up. There's so many questions that I want to ask. Now, um, I'm tempted to get jump right to who Janine is now. This lady that owns the room, but you already own the room. I can tell, I can feel the energy. But I, I mean, I want to know how did your mom, if you don't mind sharing, how did your mom throw you under the bus? And I mean, I can understand one foster home, maybe two, but you give the impression like there were several. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine moving homes, even when it's your own personal home, just moving destabilizes you. Now, moving into different homes is like, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, a very turbulent journey. Can you share a bit about that? Yeah, I'm going to start with your last question first. And um, because it explains the first question you asked. The, so when I was living with my biological mother, I had moved every year and sometimes multiple times in a year. So I never really had housing security until I was in college. Um, and so that that alone is very stressful and hard, like you said, because you don't know if you're going to the same school next year. You don't know if the kid next door is going to be your friend next month. Like I never had any security. So that created a lot of scarcity for me. Even as an adult, I had to learn like, girl, everything is going to be all right. And you don't have to chase anything. And yeah. So, and and what I experienced is not much different than what my biological mother experienced. That's what I'm talking about. These generational curses of family, generation after generation going through the same thing and someone has to stop it. And that's me. So what, how did she throw me under the bus? When she met with the investigator, she essentially said, I was aware of everything that was going on, that she didn't do anything behind my back. She lied because she was signing bank statements or she was signing some type of financial statements in my name. And they knew the signature didn't match up, but she just act like she didn't know. And she was like, she knew about it the whole time. She knew I was doing this. It's her signature. It's this and that. And it was just like, none of that was true, but that's the story they believed. And she was able to play the mentally ill card and it worked in her favor. So, I mean, how, Obviously, at that point, I'm sure you were mad. But how did you feel and how do you feel now? At that time, I didn't have language for feelings. I never grew up saying I am sad or I'm angry. So I didn't have those words at the time. I knew that I felt betrayed. I felt betrayed. I, I was really I knew that I was really distraught. I was stressed out. I was depressed. I was suicidal. Like I I knew all of those things. And looking back, I I don't know if I ever truly got pissed off at her or mad. I think I'm a person who I reflect on like, what was my role in this? And more than anything, I felt like I, I remember feeling like I betrayed God. I struggled and did God forgive me? And I also was very concerned on what that meant for my life going through the criminal justice system because people go to jail and they go to jail multiple times. And then you can't 
uh, rent a home. You can't get a job. And those things cause a lot more stress than her doing that to me. And I feel like, how did you allow yourself to get into that situation? But when I think about being preyed upon, she asked me again and again and again, I knew that I had some frustrations with her and granted, I needed to figure out what was next for me. And so in order for us to continue having a relationship, I had to set and enforce some very clear boundaries and to know that she can't ever ask me to do anything for her. Like, it's very clear that if you needed me to sign a document for you, it's no. Like one time, um, we're, we're cool now, but she had asked me to fill out her voter ballot. And I was like, no, that's a crime. I'm not doing that. Like, if you don't know who to vote for, I'm not doing that. If you don't want me to come sit with you and help you and you sign it, I'm not doing that. Like it created a strong woman, but I was super bothered. I, I felt betrayed, especially as someone that's very loyal to people. I feel like, how could you do that to me? And I know this sounds really unkind, but she had nothing to lose. Like she didn't have a job. She didn't have, she doesn't have an education. She's not doing a lot of things with her life. And so why would you ruin mine when you've been to jail several times and like you don't have a job and you've never had a job, really? So why would you throw a promising young lady's life away? And so I don't she doesn't have the capacity to think like that. Yeah, she doesn't. And it's a good thing that you're able to identify that. I'm sure that played a major role in your healing process. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It played a major role. It taught me really the importance of understanding what I want and going after that. And what I realized as I healed from this situation, I'm totally fine about talking about it. I don't cry about it. I'm not mad about it. But I realized that's other people's stories with their parents, (laughs) like their parents and them not standing up for themselves and the relationships they have and how at a young age, let's just talk about young girls and women. At a young age, we are constantly told how to be. You need to be ladylike. You need to clean up. You need to cook. You need to do. You need to do that. And if something has to change in the family, we look at our daughters to do it. We're not asking our sons to take care of the sick mom. We're asking our daughters. And so at an early age, we're taught to go against what we want and to do what's best for everybody else. And in learning to do what's best for everybody else, you lose yourself and you hit rock bottom. My rock bottom happened to be in a jailhouse. Your rock bottom might be depression, sadness, anger, bitterness. And the question is, what are you going to do to take care of you? And how are you going to make you a priority? Wow. <sighs> you know, I'm, I'm a big fan on going on a self-discovery journey. I always say that that for me, That's always the first step to any transformation process. I always say you need to know yourself to grow yourself. You need to go on that journey and honestly know who you are and who you want to be. No one else can do that for you. Um, So now, how did you, because for me, forgiveness is quite difficult. Um, I'm a Christian. And I say this with all honesty. It's I I find that I would say, oh, I forgive you. And the moment I see you, I get really upset. Or you do something to hurt me again, and I get really upset. And then I know that really, I never really forgave. Mm -hmm. So how did you go through that forgiveness route? 
because I'm wondering if I were in your shoes. I know that I, as a Christian, I have to forgive. I know that as a, I mean, from being a coach, I know that it's for my own good to forgive. It's for my own well-being to forgive. I know it's for my good health to forgive. But it's one thing to know, and it's another thing to actually do it. So how did you do the forgiveness thing? I don't think I've mastered forgiveness until I was older. In that situation, it was more of a survival. I needed to survive. I didn't care about um, the bitterness. I didn't care about the anger. It was like, how am I going to get myself out of this so that I can thrive? And I didn't focus on uh, forgiveness in the beginning. I focused on what am I going to do to live my best life? What do I need to do to make sure that I'm successful and I don't have to live on governmental assistance? So at first it was survival. It was keep going, keep getting jobs, um, working very hard to go to the next step. And in my forgiveness of her, it was more for my healing and my journey of becoming myself. I never, yeah. she's never apologized. She's To this day, I can't recall her really apologizing, owning what she did. Um, and I think part of the reason why she doesn't own it is because she doesn't want to live with that reality. And she blames her sister all the time for it because her sister's the reason why this became a problem. Her sister called some people and like, they got involved. So her sister knew that she was getting us in trouble again, family, generational curses and trauma. And for me, like when we think about really forgiving someone, I had to forgive myself first. I was really angry with me. Because I, I well. yeah, because I thought I got myself into this. I thought I did something wrong. And I was like, girl, you were a kid. You were a kid. You didn't know better. And then when it came time to forgive her, I had to be angry for a moment. I had to realize that I said some not so kind words. I used words that um, I won't use on this podcast, but some vulgar language. I had to feel what I felt and not ignore that. And I one thing I don't like about Christianity is that we tell people to forgive, but not to heal. Forgive, but not to speak your peace. I don't think, yes, the Bible tells us to forgive and forgive and forgive, but that doesn't mean that we have to forgive and be in a relationship with them still. That doesn't mean that we have to forgive and we have to be in the same space as them. We get to forgive and set the boundaries. And Absolutely. what you think? Yeah. And so we, I set some boundaries with her. I was very clear with her on what was allowed for us and not allowed. And in the boundary setting and enforcing them and expecting her to respect them, it brought out a lot of forgiveness for me. It brought out a side of grace for me. I think boundaries is so beautiful when you're in a forgiveness process. You're able to have grace and be like, okay, how can we move forward? That's respectful, kind, generous, and honoring who I am. My boundaries are not to honor you when you did wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, yeah. And I think that's important. I, I don't like that whole forgive and forget. Nah, we're not doing that over here. <laughs> <laughs> so who is Janine now? I'm super proud of you. Thank you. I, I, I'm super proud of myself too. I, I will toot my horn in this moment. I am so thankful for my life. And I'm glad that we're having this conversation today versus two months ago, because I'm a, such a different person today than I was then. And when we're talking about this situation today, I am someone who lives a very happy, peaceful, and free life. I'm so confident. I love what I do. I'm a full-time entrepreneur. 
I recently moved um, to a different state. So I'm in Dallas, Texas now. I love that. I'm getting to know people and serving ladies and joining a, a church and, you know, getting more involved in that and really spreading my mission around ladies being confident and owning the room when you enter. And that has been fun and learning more about how I can help women grow and be themselves and also be in community with ladies. I think it's so important for women to support women and I'm all about it and I am spreading it far and wide. And so that's what I do. And I'm also a dog mom. I love my little girl. Um, Yeah, I love life. And that's so new for me to love life and do it with ease instead of really chasing the next thing and rushing. It's so nice to be like, life is good and whatever's meant for me, I'm going to have it. So um, how has the entrepreneurial journey been? It's the hardest job you'll ever have. <laughs> it's the most rewarding job I've ever had. It's really good. I You have to learn a lot. Like when you start off as an entrepreneur, you're really solo and you're learning all the various steps it takes to operate a business and run it. What I realized is the back, the back end of business is not my fave. I love being out and doing things like this and coaching ladies and speaking at engagements and posting on social media and educating people. I love that. And what has made business easier for me is to do what knowing is my calling. It's very different when you're called to your business versus doing it to chase success, money, or whatever you're chasing. And so I've been able to stick around with it because I know God has blessed this business and called me to it. Awesome. Awesome. Your confidence is infectious. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm super proud of you. So, you know, um, I haven't met that many people that have been through this amount of trauma. But then, I mean, on my podcast, I've met people who, who have gone through several challenges and, you know, my heart goes out to each and every one of them. But I just want you to drop a few nuggets for people who might be going through what you have been through or going through any challenges whatsoever. Um, Especially with, because you have been through betrayal from a loved one and from someone you honestly would trust. And that's huge because, I mean, if it was just the guy next door who did it, it would have been, the dynamics would have been different. You've also gone through you know, the fears of not being able to work. I'm sure you felt that, you know, once you've gone into that correctional facility, is this the route I'm going to go? Am I going to have to keep coming back here? And of course, the devil whispers things in your ears, like now we've got to, you're going to come back here in six months time, or you're going to come back here in a year's time. How I want you to just, you know, like talk to them and give them a few tips that anyone listening can just jump on and uh, practice immediately. Yeah, that's such a great question. I love that question because we're telling people how to have tangible tools to heal. And that's so important when you, you are ambitious and you have goals and what I know is if we don't heal, we don't accomplish our goals. <laughs> and if you accomplish the goal once, you don't maintain the goal or maintain being in that lifestyle because you haven't healed. So the first thing I tell everybody is you must heal from your past. And in you healing, 
forgiveness is so important. And I'm not saying go to that person and ask for forgiveness. I'm not saying you have to forgive them and go back to being very cool with them. I'm saying forgive for yourself so that the weight can be lifted off your shoulders. You don't have to carry around that anger and that pain. And what I know is we go through things and then we think it's our fault. That is just the biggest scam ever. You go through something that's your fault. That is to keep you on lockdown, to keep you in pain, to keep you in your own mind. And so what I want you to do is really think about who you need to forgive or who needs to ask you for forgiveness. And in your own time, just say, if you're a Christian or if you're not, just say, I forgive this person and I wish them well. If you're a Christian, dear God, I pray over them and God bless them, but release them from your atmosphere, release them from your story because today is a new day and I want you to live a new day healed. So I say forgiveness. I also want you to work on building a relationship with yourself, finding out who you are. Do you have hobbies? What are your hobbies? I will never forget when my mother and I were having a mother and daughter date with another mother and daughter. And the mother asked me, what are your hobbies? And I kept repeating the same three hobbies over and over. And that's that's an indication that I didn't know who I was. And so I don't want anyone listening to this not being able to say what they enjoy and what their hobbies are. You should be out there having a good time. I don't care if you have children. I don't care if you're married. I don't care if you feel like you have to work and you have to be successful and you have to be uh, the best at your job. If that is what you're focused on, you're not living life. You are not put on this planet just to be a title. You are an individual who deserves to live a life. And so I want you to date yourself. I want you to take yourself to dinner, to the movies, to the bookstore, clothing shopping, whatever it is you like, do that. And if you don't know what you like, try it out. And if you don't like it, don't do it. If you love it, keep doing that. And the third thing I will say is live life on your terms. What do you want out of this life? Not what your mom told you to follow and do. Not what your dad said, oh, you'll be great at. Not with your husband's vision. What do you want out of your life? And follow that with every fiber in your body. Because this is your life. Those are the tangible tips I would give someone. Wow, Janine, you have been amazing. I can go on and on and on. Unfortunately, we've come to the end. <laughs> it was so very positive. I really enjoyed this session. It's kind of made me emotional, but I'm so happy to see you um, full of energy and full of confidence. Thank you so Thanks. much. For Thanks for having us. me. It's such a pleasure. And I hope this episode blesses your audience. I'm sure it would bless my so much guys it's been an amazing time with janine see you guys next week make sure you get in touch with janine give her a thumbs up give her a high five she's done amazing take care guys till next week i'm out thank you for listening to today's episode of thrive with omu podcast this is your host omu obilo